Welcome to the JPR Group Podcast, brought to you by the JPR Group of Baird Private Wealth Management. We're dedicated to bringing our clients, colleagues, and centers of influence the latest in wealth strategies, ideas, and information to keep you informed and confident. Also, listen in on conversations with industry leaders and interesting people from around the country that are changing the landscape of their businesses. This is the JPR Podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to this episode of the JPR Group Podcast. My name is Andrew Boyles. I'm so glad that you're listening in today. Today we have a special guest on the episode with us, Jacqueline Rowe. Jacqueline is the Branch Administrative Supervisor and also a Certified Financial Planner. Jacqueline heads up our Donor Advised Fund program here at the JPR Group. And Donor Advised Funds are an advanced charitable giving strategy that are used primarily with high net worth clients. So I'm happy to have Jacqueline on the show today and learn a little more about donor advice funds. So thanks, Jacqueline, for being here. Hey, Andrew, thanks so much for having me. So as we've we've talked with CPAs and some of our clients, donor advice funds specifically are something that not many people have heard of. So for listeners out there who this is a new concept, would you mind to spend just a few moments talking about what exactly a donor advice fund is? Sure. Um, a donor advice fund is basically just a personal charitable savings account. Um, you set up an account with a sponsor organization of like National Christian Foundation or Fidelity, Vanguard. There are multiple options. So you create an account and you fund it with a contribution of cash or securities. Um, and then you can take an immediate tax deduction for the gift um, and then you can make grants then to charitable organizations really kind of um, at whatever timing you want you don't have to gift it right away it can hang out in the account uh, the account or you can go ahead and make grants of really any amount to the charitable organizations that you want to so what what you're saying if I understand correctly so for example we are, are here at the tail end of 2020 so many people may be working with their accountants on some year-end tax planning so and what you're saying is a contribution can go into the account. They receive a, a charitable tax deduction in this year, but you're, they're not required to give that money to charity this year. It, it can sit in this account for a year or two years until they find an organization or, or cause that they like to give that money to but they get the tax deduction up front. Is that that correct? That's correct. Yes, you get um, the charitable deduction when you make the gift. Now, obviously, it's more beneficial to the organizations for you to go ahead and make those gifts, but you do not have to do those right away. So you mentioned that into a donor advice fund, you mentioned it can be a cash gift or securities. So um, you know, what's the benefit of potentially putting securities in there? Because I think most people, when they hear charitable contributions, they think of uh, maybe tithing to a church or hearing a special program that an organization is uh, putting on and donating to that. And it usually comes in the form of a cash uh, a cash payment. So can you talk through the, the advantages of using a sure. security? Yeah, sure. You can totally make a, a contribution with cash. That's ex an acceptable um, contribution to a donor advised fund, but it tends to be a little more beneficial to do a gift of appreciated security. So say um, I've got um, an account, just a brokerage account in my name, and I've got shares of Apple. Well, say I bought those shares five or 10 years ago. They're worth a whole lot more now than what I yeah. paid for them, you know, 10 years ago. I can gift those shares into my donor advice fund and they they get the gift at the current market value. I get the deduction at the current market value, but I actually paid way less for those shares. So it's a win-win for me. I don't have to pay the capital gains taxes 
on those shares right. in the yeah. in the organizations getting a much larger, more beneficial gift. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. So, um, why have we seen such an increase in donor advised funds? Um, you know, we're, we're using them more and more frequently. So. Um, has there been some type of event or what, what has caused this to be a more uh, strategy that's, that's used more often? Um, as you may recall, a couple of years ago, the standard deduction amount basically doubled. Um, so it's harder for somebody to actually be able to deduct um, those charitable deductions on their taxes because of that. So uh, this just allows people, you can, you know, kind of bunch your gifts and make a larger gift in one year so that you can take advantage. You can Mm -hmm. go over that standard deduction amount and actually itemize. Um, So you can make larger gifts, but you don't actually have to grant the gifts in that year. So trying to uh, just be a little more effective in your planning, more efficient in Mm -hmm. your giving um, and bunch bunch your your donations into one tax year, get the deduction, and then you can make mm-hmm. gifts over time. So let's just say, for example, um, for you know higher net worth clients that, that know they're going to be giving charitably consistently over the next few years, let's just say, for example, they know they're going to give about $10,000 a year to, to a charitable organization. So based on what you're saying, they could put three years worth of contributions or, or $30,000 mm-hmm. for 10 years apiece today into a donor advised fund, they would get a, uh, the, the tax benefit of donating 30,000 to charity, but they could continue with their regular distributions or, sure. or, or give the money out, you know, over the next three years, 10, 10,000 a year. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. So once, once somebody makes a contribution to a donor advised fund, what happens next um, to those funds? Well, it really just depends on the the sponsor organization that you choose to open your um, fund with. Um, a lot of the ones that we tend to work with with our clients, um, they are invested. Um, and the client, when you open the account, you've got the option to choose. You know, you can let it sit in cash, but you also have the opportunity to invest those funds. So one of the organizations that we work with a lot, the National Christian Foundation, they offer, I think, five or six different kind of pooled investments. So you're not mm-hmm. selecting um, stocks or mutual funds for those funds to be invested mm-hmm. in. It's, you know, kind of do you want really aggressive? Do you want more conservative? And you choose kind of a preset um, investment pool for your funds to be invested in. So you can um, hopefully, you know, watch your contribution mm-hmm. even grow once it hits the donor advised fund, just giving you even more of a, of a gift, yeah. more gifting power. Yeah. That's, that sounds like some great flexibility. You know, if it's, if it's gifting that you know you want to do in the near future, you have the option to leave the funds in cash. But yeah. if, if there's not an organization or a cause that you specifically have in mind and, and you're thinking a little further down the road, you can allow that that contribution to grow and you know with it being in the fund it sounds like there won't be any you know tax implications on your end but that that just enhances the benefit sure. that, that you know ends up going to the to the organization yeah that's a great way to put it so so Jacqueline what are a few things that um, CPAs or if you're a client you know what are a few things that you may look for that would create a situation where a donor advised fund would be a good fit for somebody? Sure. You're going to be looking for your clients who regularly give to charity. Um, You're going to be looking for clients who want to maximize the tax savings from their charitable giving. Uh, They're likely going to have appreciated securities or just appreciated assets of of some sort. Um, And I will mention 
here at the JPR group, we typically work with clients who are gifting appreciated, you know, stocks or mutual funds, but some donor advised fund sponsors will allow for you to transfer or to gift um, limited partnership interest. You can gift real estate, you can gift shares of a small business entity. So those are some of the more non-traditional type of appreciated assets that you can contribute to a donor advice fund. You just have to find the right sponsor organization uh, that's set up to handle something like that. And then another really great uh, benefit of using a donor advised fund is the streamlining of the record keeping that comes with charitable giving. Um, a lot of our more charitably inclined clients, you know, they're writing a lot of checks throughout the year. And if they're giving one gift to their donor advised fund, that's one donation that they're keeping up with. And then they can make grants as they wish. And instead of having, you know, 10 different tax forms to keep up with, they've got the one or, you know, as they make contributions to the donor advised fund, they've got the one document mm -hmm. to keep up with. Um, and then the last thing that I'll mention, um, this is kind of a nice uh, feature for donor advised fund. You have the ability to make anonymous gifts. Mm -hmm. So your gift is to the donor advised fund. And then the grants that you make actually come from the your fund company itself. So it's an easy way for somebody that maybe wants to make an anonymous gift to do that. You're not writing a personal check to that organization. It's coming from the, the donor advised fund. And a lot of times it'll let you, you know, check a box. Do you want mm -hmm. your name on this, on this check or not? Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's great information. It sounds like there's both, um, you know, a, a tax incentive to, to use this also administratively. It sounds mm -hmm. like it really um, just helps keep up with and streamline Yep. that process for, for clients that do uh, regularly give to charity. So Jacqueline, um, if somebody is interested in learning more about this topic or would like to pursue opening one of these funds, um, what, what are the next steps or where should they look? You can reach out to um, our team, reach out to your advisor. Um, so we basically just facilitate the opening of these accounts. You know, we don't have a donor advised fund at Baird. So we're helping clients um, determine, you know, the best sponsor company to work with um, that fits their needs. So it's just depending on the company, they may have different um, rules or parameters for the types of organizations that you can give to. So we'll talk through with a client, you know, the organizations that, you know, that they're interested in giving to, making sure that those are organizations that the sponsor fund can facilitate gifts to. And then, you know, we can help you set up the account. We can help you fund the account. You know, we um, facilitate the transfer of the appreciated shares from, you know, a client's Baird account to their donor advised fund. And then um, a lot of times our clients give their advisor um, advisor access to the account. So we haven't found that clients do this a lot. I think they like to log into their, their fund and make their grants and, and handle that part. But an, an advisor can oversee that for you if, if you would like for them to. Okay, great. Well, Jacqueline has also, um, based on, on some of the topics that we've covered today and the ins and outs of donor advised funds, Jacqueline has also um, published an article um, that goes into a little more detail. So if you're somebody that's, that's working with clients that you may think this may be appropriate for, um, we can provide that uh, PDF to you, or you can also share this podcast with them. So for more information, please reach out to us. Jacqueline, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you. And we look forward to having you on the next episode of the JPR Group Podcast. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcast. You may visit our website at thejprgroup.com for more information about our team or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to speak to a financial advisor on our team, please contact our office at 270-467-9664. We hope to hear from you soon. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. The information is considered to be from reliable sources, but its accuracy is not guaranteed. The opinions expressed are those of the show's host and guest and are not necessarily those of Robert W. Baird and Company, Inc. Baird does not offer tax or legal advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Inc., a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC.